The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Emily Elizabeth, and I'm the host of the What Fulfills You podcast, a show for and about individuals always seeking to be their best selves. On this show, we talk all about building the mindset, finding the right careers, creating meaningful relationships, and so much more. Welcome to the What Fulfills You podcast. So I'm going to dive into three particular atomic habits, you could say, that I implement into my weekly wellness routine that I have found very helpful for me. And I wanna preface a few things. I am not a huge routine person because I do like the, the sweet spot of structure and also allowing myself room to just say, fuck it, I'm gonna do whatever I want today. However, I create such routine where it's just a, a habit in the sense where I don't have to do it specifically the same way every single week or every single Monday. It's the same format, but it's a habit of I'm going to get something of this nature. So in this case, a physical activity in on a daily basis. So I'll give you like a generic personal schedule where on Mondays, I usually do something strength oriented because it's like the start of the week. I want to start off with something more challenging. So In my case, it's usually the gym. I will lift weights and probably incorporate cardio as well, especially if I have time. Or I will go to a Pilates class or if you guys have heard of solid core, that's usually something I do. It is so insanely difficult, but so great for the body. I always feel really toned and really challenged um, after the morning. And then Tuesday is usually similar. I either do strength, and if I do strength, I don't do more than two days in a row of lifting or strength training. Um, If not, I'll do cardio because I like a good sweat. Wednesday, midweek, this one in particular, I really try to keep consistent in in the sense of the format, which is something really mindful, more relaxed, and uh, probably something yoga-oriented. The reason why I like to do this midweek is because in the middle of the week, it's it's the hump day, right? So 
I really try to ensure that my mind and body are connected in a way or I'm enabling it to connect in a way that is meaningful and then kind of slows down the pace a bit but also goes, all right, you're in check. How are you doing? Okay, you're doing well. How's the mind? How's the body feeling? And then again, I don't like to do more than two days in a row of strength training or something that's like too similar because for example if monday and tuesday i go to the gym in my apartment building then the third day i'm going to be like okay this is a little boring per se because i like again to switch things up so that's my midweek and then thursday friday once again that varies so i would say thursday especially if wednesday i'm doing something more relaxing like yoga then i will go back to strength training and then friday I usually always leave it up for, I guess you could say, interpretation. Like sometimes I'll be like, all right, I need a quick cardio workout or I will do a simple walk or I just simply rest because maybe Thursday night I went out for a late dinner and I'm just sleeping in and I don't have time to do an actual workout. I will say though, if you are new to the crazy physical activity, like let's say you're not accustomed to going to the gym as frequent or going to a studio, things like that. My personal thoughts, just find something you enjoy doing that can make you sweat at least, you know, two times a week, three would be best. Like even for me, I'll put it this way. Like there are plenty of times where I have slept in maybe till like 7 30 8 a.m and i'm like okay great i have less time now because usually i the only reason i even wake up early ish it, it really ranges it ranges between six and seven on my wake up time it depends on like what kind of workout i'm doing and the only reason is because i need excessive time to you know rinse my face, go to the gym or go to the studio, whatever, like get a whole like workout in. You know, if I didn't have the need for that or desire for that, then I wouldn't wake up as early. But even in those cases, okay, I wake up a little bit later than my norm. I'm like, all right, shit. I still need to do something physically active though. And I need to sweat because maybe that day I'm like, I am gonna wash my hair. If you are listening and you're a girl, which most of you guys are, you know the hair washing day, right? So in my mind, I'm like, I need to make this worth my hair washing day. Uh, so I'm like, all right, you got to find a way to sweat, okay? And if I'm short on time, which is quite frankly, like I want to say 30% of the time, I end up running short on time and I maybe am like realistically, so I don't run late, I'm only giving myself 15 minutes max at the gym. All right, then I go to the treadmill and I do usually about a 10 to 12 minute climb because I don't really like the the stair climbers that's just my personal opinion but I will do a 10 or 11 like the steepness of it and then I would do like a 3.2 speed and it literally is a workout and I I'll obviously build up to it but like most of like the middle to the end of the workout is on that speed and then I change it up a bit too to like make it harder on myself because if it's easy and you're not like out of breath you gotta you gotta pump those numbers up, you know what I mean? So yeah, you can still do that in a short period of time. It happens to me a lot. And even people in the gym, I feel like when I walk in and they see me like leave after 15 minutes, they're like, what the fuck were you just here for? But in reality, it's like, you know, I, I gotta go. Like I'm running late to things. And just like James Clear talks about in his book, Atomic Habits, 
a little bit is better than nothing. And so I would rather go and sweat for 10 minutes and make my hair washing day worthwhile than to be like, oh, fuck, like that's not worth it, you know, because it is, it adds up. And if I ate, I don't know, pasta the night before, like great, I can burn some of that off too. You know what I mean? So just find something that you enjoy that makes you sweat. Again, my schedule is just based on my own athletic background and my own preferences. And something else that's even more simple that I thoroughly enjoy doing, it is also my own mind-body activity, which is mindful walking. So this is something I try to do in the morning as well, in addition to a physical workout, but this is like the the most uh, basic thing I have to accomplish if I'm not doing a workout at all, which is a morning brisk walk. And I actually really enjoy it during the winter because it is cold air, (laughs) it's freaking freezing, so you have so much friction and reasons why you shouldn't do it and why you don't want to do it, but that's why it makes the mental push even better. So you go out there, find a, a, I don't know, if, if you live in like the city like New York, right? Find a loop to make, create some 10 minute walk. For me, I just go to the pier and then I walk back home. That's about like 10 minutes. And during this walk, I don't use my phone. I will bring it probably for safety reasons, but I don't use it. Observing my mind, observing my external environment, I'm looking at the water, I'm appreciating the day. And truly, like not to sound, I don't know, like (laughs) woo-woo, but truly like when I am just present with myself and my mind and my body and looking at the water or looking at the city and kind of how it's waking up, it really makes me just adore life and it becomes a practice. You'll notice it if you do this habitually and maybe it's something you already do as well. It makes you just really adore the fact that you woke up, you know, and that's something I really try to do in my own life is to connect with people of all different backgrounds that enable me to try my best to understand different perspectives and different lifestyles, but also to help me appreciate my own journey, my own life, because I know this is a human thing, but many of us can fall into the trap of thinking someone else has it better, uh, the grass is greener, etc. And I think if you can find ways to reduce, you know, your mind going that direction, I think that can also be helpful. So I personally love just a morning brisk walk for 10 minutes first thing in the morning and when I say first thing in the morning I literally mean I get out of bed I'll go to the bathroom whatever put on uh, yoga pants sweatpants whatever works my coat rinse my face hat walk out the door find a way to make it a, a repetitive thing and even if it's not something you do actively right now on a daily basis I would recommend to find a way to do it more daily but then less effort if that makes sense so instead of thinking okay oh my gosh how am I going to go to the gym four days a week find a way to do a 10 minute brisk walk I don't know Monday through Thursday instead of the whole gym thing you know what I mean like find something smaller to get to the next step instead of thinking big picture when you're you need to kind of go through level one and level two before you get to level five As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. 
I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Okay, my next mindful atomic habit recommendation is to have an increase in low dopamine activities. For those of you who are not clear on what dopamine does for you, It is known to be responsible for allowing you to feel pleasure, satisfaction, and motivation. And so, for example, when you feel good that you have achieved something, it's because you have a surge of dopamine in the brain. So it's not necessarily about achieving something, but it's kind of more like you feel good about doing something or after you've done something. And to be transparent, that's why certain drugs do have this effect, right? And that's why it becomes addicting because dopamine is addicting. Scrolling on social media is a great example. Scrolling on TikTok, which is designed to keep you there because it is such high dopamine, right? So the thing with dopamine and and having high dopamine a lot of times is that it makes the low dopamine activities less appealing. To no surprise, it's like that saying, okay, would you rather work now and play later or play now and work later? Well, the reality is that if you play now, the desire to work later is going to be little to none. And this is actually ironically something I taught this girl. I used to tutor all of college. She was in elementary school at the time. I was a, this was a job that I got off of care.com. I shared the story way back if you listen to my old episodes. And basically this was one of my part-time jobs during college. And she was so cute where she needed to do math. She hated math at the time. But the thing with her is that she wanted to color. She was in second or third grade. And basically I was more or less hired to help challenge her and just ensure that she's not only on top of her homework, but also being challenged at a higher level, academic level. And she, she wanted to, you know, color and, and do all the fun stuff as every freaking seven, eight, nine-year-old wants to do. And I told her, okay, sure. It's, that was a reward thing for her. I was like, we can do this, but you get to decide when you want to do it. We can do it now, but then we're going to get to math after because your mom's going to hate me if I don't. Or we can do math now, get it out of the way, or color, and then color at the end. And I allowed her to make that decision because I wanted her to learn how to understand that A, she gets to make that decision and she's held accountable for that. But number two, to recognize that work now, play later mentality for herself. And ultimately she actually chose that. I was obviously very proud. I'm kind of laughing at myself not thinking about me teaching, I don't know, like an eight or nine year old this when I was... 20 or 21. Um, So it it is really funny just thinking about my college days. But anyways, to get to the point, maybe I'll just give you examples of of what those can be is like reading. Great example, right? Uh, Reading compared to watching Netflix or watching your favorite show. Even I can say I would probably rather watch Law and Order SVU, but I also do enjoy reading, but just 
yeah, just going to be candid with you. Like, I would rather watch um, something more stimulating and high dopamine. But that's why I have to increase the low dopamine activities to make it more enjoyable and to feel the same kind of reward high, so to speak. Because if I'm only allocating it to the high dopamine activities, then I'll never feel that from doing something like reading. So in my personal case, my goal is to always read 20 to 30 minutes a day. I don't expect everyone to have that same goal or desire, especially if you aren't even doing it on a weekly basis. But find something. Um, it doesn't have to be reading. It could be listening to an audiobook. It could be maybe uh, watching like a TED Talk, something that's more on the, okay, what can help you in a life-improving direction, um, but still enjoyable, right? Like, I don't know about you guys, I love reading fiction and nonfiction and just like uh, letting my mind go into that world and, and escape. Like I, earlier today when I was at the nail salon, I was reading one of Ayn Rand's books. It's actually her first novel, I believe, and I'm getting caught into the plot right now and I'm like, oh my gosh, I can't believe like I'm just imagining what life could have been in Soviet Union and just the way that she's writing this. And this book was written in the 1930s, I believe. So I'm just like getting a kick out of the whole plot. You got, you guys know, if you've ever gotten lost in a book, you know that feeling, right? It, it's that feeling. So <laughs> fine, you know, if you like reading, maybe try to create some sort of goal for yourself, whether it's like, okay, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or like three times a week, I'm reading 30 minutes a day or 15 minutes a day and have it kind of as a semi-routine where you know the amount of days you want to hit or the amount of uh, time you allocate to that activity, but not having it structured where it is so rigid that you don't have room to kind of move it around. So you might wonder, okay, how do I reduce my high dopamine though? Okay, maybe you're listening and you go, okay, yeah, I do scroll on TikTok, fuck. Or um, I am binge watching that show way too much and I need to find a way to stop, but I can't because it's so addicting. And that's actually, to be candid with you guys, as far as my understanding, I think that is actually quite frankly a similar impact that drug users have or people who are overcoming you know, their obsession with alcohol or things like that. Um, I did recently watch a study on that and I'm, I, I don't fact check me on everything, but it's just basically that is correlated and it is, you know, related. But anyways, I will give you my personal examples in that one way I reduce, I guess you could say access to high dopamine. One of them being that I did not purchase a TV, so I have not had a television in my home for over a year and a half. I also don't have Netflix, Hulu, or any major streaming platform besides Amazon Prime because that comes with my Prime membership. But I think I just have gotten used to it and it started, I want to say, around like senior year of college. It makes it less appealing for sure and less of an addiction and less of a high. And it also helps that I don't have any subscription. So it makes it the, the friction to get to it is more, meaning, okay, if I want to watch a certain show or want to watch a certain, you know, whatever, luckily I have some kind friends who will provide me their Netflix or whatever for that specific show so I can watch it. And, um, you know, that's helpful. And, and I noticed that it does, it has significantly reduced my desire or feeling like I need 
to have TV or I need to watch this show. So if that's like a path that you eventually want to take, I definitely recommend to take a slow approach to it. I think not having a TV is probably the helpful route to start with because you're like, okay, if I want to watch this show or want to binge watch whatever, I I have to pull it up on my computer. And sometimes if you come from having a TV to watching on your computer, it can feel less rewarding. You know what I mean? But on the flip side, other fun, low dopamine activities that you can consider implementing into your weekly routine um, For example, one thing that comes to mind is playing an instrument. For me, that would be like practicing piano. I recently redid my apartment and found a way to fit in a piano. And so I'm so excited because I haven't had one in my apartment since Los Angeles. And I plan to take up piano again and and play on some more classical music and things like that. And As a fun fact, that was uh, something I did in my childhood. I played piano for about seven or eight years and that was awesome and I missed that and I love the way that it stimulates the brain. Um, Side tangent, as I think of that, I, as I say that, I think about the game Sims and how if we wanted the Sims character to learn how to play piano, like it would have that little skill uh, icon above the Sims player. You know what I mean? Like we'd be like, oh, go practice piano. And at first they would hate it. But then over time, they would start to enjoy it because they were better at it. So um, that's something I can think of or taking a class like on Masterclass or watching TED Talks. Again, they are beneficial for you in the long run, which is why they are good to even invest in or invest your time in, but they're also low dopamine because if it is fun and stimulating, it you will have that rewarding effect as well, right? But it's not as like addicting as eating chocolate or sweets or scrolling on TikTok, you know what I mean? Okay, so the last and final habit I have to share would be a solo adventure day. So this is something I personally implement into my own weekly routine And something I highly recommend, especially if you are someone that wants to find different ways to increase and improve in your own self-confidence, as well as your own level of independence. So I want to also preface to, on your, you know, solo adventure days, you can incorporate a friend into this if they have the same or similar intention so if you have a friend that is very interested and highly invested in their own wellness and their own own health I think that's fair like I think for example like I like the idea of wellness retreats and doing things that are really removing yourself from your phone detoxing in that area But I also don't think it's harmful if you do end up incorporating a friend in that that has the same intention, you know what I mean? So um, not everything has to be done alone, but I will say if you have little to no experience in doing things by yourself or solo, then I highly recommend that you incorporate this into your weekly routine. So my personal examples, especially here living in New York City, I like to do some walks in Central Park. Yes, even during the winter season, as long as it's above like 30 degrees I don't find it that terrible um I also like to subway outside of my normal environment so this is the one thing I love about New York compared to LA is that when I lived in LA living over by Venice Beach on the west side 
it is a mission to go over to West Hollywood or to drive somewhere that is supposed to be 20 minutes but could be end up being 30 or 40 minutes depending on traffic. It's just you never know what you're going to get, right? Whereas here, if I'm like, okay, which is, again, this is probably very oriented to my personality, but I get into moods where I'm like, I want to adventure. And maybe for some of you, it could be more of like, I need a solo rest day, right? So try to find something parallel if some of this doesn't like fully resonate with you. Maybe try to see if if it's instead of a solo adventure day, it's a solo complete self-care day, but you're resting. So I, th- I consider the adventure day also like a self-care, obviously, because this is, you know, about your personal wellness. But for me, I, I always have like an itch for adventure, but then I also like to come home to my studio apartment and feeling grounded, right, by myself. So for me, uh, sometimes I'm like, fuck, I just want to go to Coney Island or uh, I want to go to Brighton Beach or like out in Brooklyn or go up to the top of uh, Manhattan, which is considered Washington Heights and, and up there. Again, if you live in New York City or have lived here, you might know of the areas I'm talking about. And um, yeah, I, I, I just really enjoy that because you really get to observe and feel that time with yourself, right? Um, other times, maybe I'm feeling more of like a calm adventure. So maybe I'm like, okay, I'm going to go to the Upper East Side, get some tea and read a book. You know, that's also part of my adventure day. Or sometimes I'm like, I am going to chill the F out and go get a spa or a massage or something to that degree. Um, Find whatever it is. But I I love doing these days as a 80% of the time, if not 90% solo. And it just helps me really retreat back into my own mind and and like observe okay how did the week go how are you feeling for me this is usually done on Sundays I would say or sometimes because I am you know making my own schedule I will do this during the week as well just really depends on how my schedule looks like but I did this especially very heavily back in college I want to say junior and senior year it was really nerve-wracking for me during the initial two years of trying to push myself out of my comfort zone, like driving to San Diego by myself and, you know, exploring the beach by myself, like just doing a bunch of things by myself that was really, really uncomfortable. That that did scare the shit out of me during certain moments. But I have to attribute that, the 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 multiple compounding habits of that as part of my long-term self-confidence I have today. And I would specifically pinpoint it to self-confidence in being within myself. So being by myself in a positive way. So to not leaning too much where I want to be by myself all the time, right? But also that sense of independence. Like, yes, I can do this by myself, but I can also do this with you as well. And I think that is important because I have seen some people that maybe sometimes skew a little too much where they feel like, oh, I don't want to rely on anyone. I got to be able to do this by myself. Um, you know, you got you got to find that healthy balance. I think it's, it is important to, to not be maybe like too in denial. And I, and I actually say that as I think about how this older woman, um, she kind of was telling me the other day how her advice when it comes to someone like me and my age uh, and like dating and relationships is to like, be 
yourself and like and like love yourself first and all these different things and I was smiling as she said that because I recognize that already and I'm sure there's more for me to recognize in that department but um I smiled as well because I know that she's saying that from a lens of this is what she wish she knew better when she was in her 20s. She actually acknowledged that too in the sense that she wished that she was more conscious at the time that she was raising her daughter, which from my assumption, I think would be like she was around mid-20s and she was, as she puts it, more dependent on her husband at the time and uh, that would be, I think, emotionally and financially. And so I didn't take it personal that she was kind of like sharing this kind of advice to me but I also that kind of made me remember that saying that a uh, my psychologist tells me or you can guys you can call him a therapist but he's he's more of my psychologist than therapist to be candid with you guys but he tells me that he doesn't give advice because people often give advice to soothe their own anxiety you know it kind of makes me smile in that I realize that was this woman's anxiety and and what she sometimes maybe I could see that she fears as well like she kind of has a like a fear of like oh I got I, I should go and enjoy all this by myself because I, I I need to maintain my my strong independence and I think that is healthy but it's also important to be mindful and check in with yourself and see like okay I can do this on my own but am I also open and willing to allow these moments to be shared with someone else if that comes along you know what i'm saying and and once again vice versa it's like okay i'm scared shitless to do this by myself i don't i'm not gonna do this unless someone else comes with me okay that might be where you could work more on the independence side right so i think imagine it visualize it as a, a spectrum where are you on that spectrum be honest with yourself regardless of where you're at it doesn't hurt to have that consistent solo check-in day in whatever form that works for you again like I said you can do it as a rest day at home adventure day like I do whatever that looks like to you just find a way to kind of really reconnect with yourself so to wrap this up my three mindful atomic habits that I incorporate into my own wellness routine and something that I would highly recommend you to consider for yourself is number one some sort of physical activity personally I recommend this more so on a daily basis even if that is just five to 15 minutes whatever is easy to incorporate into your schedule I would recommend daily more than weekly. My second habit is increase in low dopamine activities. So again, an example of that is reading. And this eventually helps build the more rewarding satisfaction that you can feel from a low dopamine activity versus the addictive high dopamine, which is like scrolling on TikTok. And my last atomic habit is just having a solo adventure day. So this one is more on my weekly wellness routine, whether it's on like a Sunday, end of the week, start of the week, or middle of the week. Whatever day you can squeeze it into your schedule, I love having this as a way to really connect with myself without being on the go or working or being occupied with something else that maybe is more pertaining to work or external related things. And that was all for today's episode. As always, if you enjoyed this, please be sure to share this with a friend, share it on your Instagram story, and tag the podcast Insta at what fulfills you and my personal one at Emily E. Duong. 
And if you find a way to incorporate any of these three, please let me know. Send me a DM. For those of you who have spoke with me over Instagram DMs before, you do know that I love chatting with you guys and I genuinely love to hear your feedback and actually just chat with you and see how you're doing in your own wellness and personal growth. And it really makes me happy to connect with you guys all over the world. So thank you so much for tuning in today. I will chat with you all in the next episode. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.